you know, I love this time of year because obvious for obvious reasons as a believer, we get to shout loud that Jesus arose from the dead. We get to do that loud. And I hope you're doing that loud. Hope you're living that out loud. You know, we live in an era where Christians are like, yeah, I just let my life speak it. No, no, no. I need you to like not let your life speak it. Let, let your mouth speak it. They're going to know by the way I live. No, they're not. They're going to know by when you tell them. <laughs> Hallelujah. They're going to know you a good person, a moralistically of high caliber by the way you live. But they're not going to know the reason why until you tell them. Let me tell you why. I really want to lose my mind, but this man named Jesus. How can they hear unless a preacher be sent? Amen, somebody. So there's that obvious reason why I love this time of year because I get to proclaim Jesus. I still believe. I still am in love with him. Hallelujah. I have not lost my zeal for the Lord. I have not let a pandemic. I have not let hardship. I have not let the trials of the world. I have not let the ups and downs make me ever question who God is. And I would, I would sound like I would be doing myself an injustice if I took the credit for that. I cannot take the credit for that because there, there's definitely a realization after all these years that it is not I who have been keeping the faith, but it is the faith who has been keeping I. Come on, somebody. How many of you have been kept by the blood of the Lamb? Only three people in Church City. Oh, whoa, there were days that you probably were losing your mind, but Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Days that you felt like this is too hard for me to deal with, Lord. I can't deal with this on my own, and you couldn't, but he stepped in. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Has anybody been carried by the blood of the Lamb? And so I have... I am still a believer 100% in Jesus. I still love the gospel. I still love the Bible. I still believe it is the word of God. And I do believe this day uh, 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 in history is the most significant day in humanity's history. Hallelujah. Jesus died on the cross. And I love this season because I get to proclaim that. But I love it too because... You, you get to see people come to church. There's the changing of the seasons. And if y'all know me, you know you're crazy past. I'm already in summer since like two weeks, three weeks ago I was in summer. Somebody came up to me and said, it's a very cold summer, Pastor. I said, you don't, you, I don't live like you. I don't believe my surroundings. I believe what I believe. You feel cold in my mind. I'm warm. Hallelujah. But I was cold too. Hallelujah. But you, you see the changing of the seasons. And then on Sunday, we're going to have a little booth set up outside where you and your family can come and just take photos. Amen. And just enjoy. And so what I love is because people love to dress up for church on, on Easter. Now, this is a church where we don't put a lot of emphasis on the dress code because we believe the only dress code, according to the Bible, is modesty. So when people say, church, city ain't got no dress code. Yes, we do. <laughs> we believe in come as you are. Amen. 
but we believe that, you know, the Lord will not leave you as you are. Amen. And so we don't put a big emphasis on it, but for some reason, Easter time, people just feel the need to just remind a brother or two, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in another world. <laughs> Come on, somebody. This is no pressure to dress up because I'm probably going to be wearing a T-shirt Sunday with all this big talk. Amen. Uh, somebody, one of the sisters in the church said, what we wearing Sunday? I replied, a t-shirt. And the person replied, I bet, uh, something to the extent of, I believe you. <laughs> Amen. But you get to do that. And so I was telling Shy and Silas, I said, yo, let's go to the mall. I want to hook y'all up for Easter. And, uh, Shy was like, why? <laughs> he just didn't want to leave. He wants to stay home and play video games. I said, it's you know, it's Easter. We want to, you know, so we get fresh and fly. And he said, what for? I got stuff in the closet. Why? What's the need for this? None of this got nothing. This ain't, you know, I could see him probably going in his mind. Is this even biblical, Dad? Do we, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I'm just thinking about that. And I said, I, I got a sermon I want to do tonight. And the title of my sermon is... My Easter, hallelujah, outfit. My Easter outfit. With a subtitle, for those who say that ain't spiritual enough. <laughs> Forsaken for my sake. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Can we pray and then go into the word of the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we invite your... Spirit to move upon your word like only you can. That when we leave this place, we will be transformed, drawn closer to that cross. Realizing what it is you have done for us. We thank you for your goodness and kindness. We thank you for your mercies and your grace. Use your word tonight, God. To minister to every heart that is either tuned in or in this room. In Jesus' name I pray. Somebody shout. Amen. 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 In the book of Matthew chapter 27 verse number 32. I'll be reading from there tonight. So if you would turn with me there. And it says, as they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon. And they forced him to carry the cross. What a privilege that was. Imagine there was another man who touched that cross and carried it. And as they were going out, hallelujah, they met a man, all right, hallelujah, moved ahead. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. How mean this is, right? After tasting it, he refused to drink it. And when they had crucified him, he put the nails in his hands and in his feet. And if you know anything about crucifixion, it is one of the most gruesome ways to die. You are literally hanging on a cross. 
and you are trying to hold your body up with the very things that is pierced. And so as you keep pulling up or trying to push with your foot, your hands is ripping and feeling the pain. And eventually as you give way, the whole body and the lungs and everything begins to collapse. And you're breathing. Jesus is there hanging, shameful. His mom is in a distance, and he's saying things like, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And while he's there hanging, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him. So Romans didn't care. Centurion said, <laughs> what you got on it? And they just sat there because their job is to guard him. Go on. Above his head, they placed the written charge. Have you ever asked yourself, what is the charge that, because you remember we preached about Pilate a couple weeks ago? You say, okay, so they got to charge him, right? Ask your neighbor, what is the charge? They wrote the charge against him. There it is. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. That's the charge. Strange charge, isn't it? Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads, saying, you're going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. <laughs> you know how prophetic these jokers are? Yeah, he is. <laughs> You're going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. Amen. In the same way the chief priests and the teachers of the law and elders mocked him. They had their moment. <laughs> he saved others, they said. But he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross. And then we will believe him. Some people put Jesus through some real hard tests before they believe him. Let's kill you. Watch you die. Then if you can come down, then I'm going to believe you. Hallelujah. What a stipulation. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. This is the critics saying what Jesus said. So if anybody ever tells you that Jesus never claimed nowhere these things, listen to what his critics is saying that he said. In the same way the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. And from noon 
until three in the afternoon, darkness came over. All of a sudden, things started changing. They crucified him in the day. It was all good. They laughing. They gambling. Then three o'clock came. Jesus about to give up the ghost. Clouds just started coming over and blacking out the place. And somebody said, oh, oh. <laughs> in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice. Eli, Eli, lama sabatania. My God, my God. What a question. Why? This is not you saying that. I can understand when you say it. This is Jesus. Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabatania, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when some of those standing there heard this, they said, call him Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. Hallelujah. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, Jesus died. Mothers and other females in the distance. And I can imagine that last like he always talks but he is dead and they're looking at him and something strange happened at the moment the curtain in the temple you know Bible hallelujah for those who don't know Bible hallelujah oh only read what they put on the internet. The temple was the place where the Holy of Holies was. And that is where they had to sacrifice every year. Did you know that in the sacrifice, we most believers know they killed a lamb every year. But did you know that there was actually two lambs? Did you know that? One would die 
for the penalty of sin. It was the sacrificial lamb. But the sin didn't disappear. You ever wonder where your sins go? Lord, forgive me for slapping the brother on the line. It didn't go in the thing. The slap's still there. <laughs> Amen. And what they would do to the other lamb was a priest would put his hands over it and then declare all the sins of the nation upon that lamb. Hopefully he kept it general. Imagine if he told them sins personal. Shy. <laughs> Even little shy is nervous. Shy like, come on, dad, don't. Let's move down from shy. Who's willing to tell what they did last somebody and they would declare the sins of the nation forgive us for having other gods before you the God of money forgive me for the God of headaches on Sunday morning y'all know that y'all know y'all know that that sin y'all know them Sunday never mind Forgive us for being an adulterous generation. Forgive us for fornication. Forgive us for having created graven images. Forgive us for the images we've created. Forgive us for putting people in front of you. And, and then they would tie a red thing on that rope and send them off into the wilderness. And the sin is gone. And they had to do that every year. It wasn't two Gs. Ah, could see this is why the Bible started to make sense when John met him and said, Behold the Lamb of God. He could have said that we'll die. <laughs> Where are my Bible people at? But he said, who takes? He didn't just come to die for it. He came to say, give it to me. Oh, I wish I had a church. Yeah. Hallelujah. Shy is with me tonight. I feel you, son. I feel you, boy. Shy is like, that's my dad. Hallelujah. Takes away the sins of the world. And so every year they would have to go into the Holy of Holies. And the priest would have to put a bell. Because if he was in sin... He was going to die and nobody was going to get him out because ain't nobody trying to die. They would just drag him out with a rope. And he would go in, do his sacrifices, and if God was pleased and he made it out, amen. 
that same veil, at the moment, Jesus hung his head. Look at what the Bible says. At that at that moment, at that moment. So the, the ladies who were looking at a distance and Peter and John and everybody who's peeping from a distance, they didn't even get time to process their head fall because immediately the earthquake. And at that moment... Can you imagine the head drop and the commotion? Hollywood has never did it justice. They tried, but they never did it justice. At that, because you can't show all that happened at that moment. And the Bible says the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the bottom to the top. From the bottom to the top because it would make sense to rip it from the bottom to the top because people ain't at the top because it was that high. So they must have ripped it from the bottom to the... No, 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 no. It was ripped from the... From the what? That means it ain't a man ripping it. It's God. The minute he died, it ripped... No longer do I need another animal to sacrifice. Oh, hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, my gosh. What could make me whole again? Top to bottom. earth shook and rocks split them soldiers is awesome hey man I really didn't want to win this shirt and the tombs broke open talk about walking dead Carl If you don't get it, don't worry about it. <laughs> and the tombs broke open, and the bodies of many holy people, holy people, not just anybody. Not everybody gets up. Not everybody gonna get up. Not everybody gonna get up. Keep living in sinny sin. See if you don't stay, you stay in the gravy grave. The bodies of many holy people. Holiness is still right. Little old school laugh. Who had died were raised to life. Come on. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. And we're going to talk about the rest. Oh, look, look, look at this, this part. When the centurion and those who were with him guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed. I think... I think we shouldn't have probably put the crown of thorns on him. Maybe we shouldn't have mocked him. 
Maybe we shouldn't have taken him for granted. Maybe we should not have played church with him, go to Sunday service and in the club the next week. Maybe we should have really believed his claims that he is the son of God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Shout out to the ladies. Don't big yourself up so much because it said from a distance. <laughs> Wasn't like they was there like this, my man, you know what I mean? Cut it out. The movie got y'all right at the, f amen, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Zebedee's sons. And we're going to stop right there tonight. What does this got to do with Easter clothes? What does this have to do with an Easter outfit? Man, my intros be so long. It's only the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Here's my first point. I only got 15. God dealt with your sins through what Jesus did so that you don't have to deal with it through what you do. What do you mean by that, Pastor Rich? This is what I mean. As I'm thinking about Easter outfits, I started thinking beyond the Easter outfits. I started to remember there was a time in my life I was arrested. The charge was mind your. Y'all know the rest of the charge? <laughs> I got in trouble at uh, school. Some minor infractions. I am not a criminal. Matter of fact, that arrest taught me I wasn't jail material at all. I wasn't meant to go to jail. And neither were you. But the judge gave me 10 days community service. Now, I don't know if you ever did community service. They give you options. Where exactly do you want to serve the community? I pick, I'm a clean flush in park. Summertime, I'm going to be chilling in the park. I showed up for community service. He said, put this orange jacket on. <laughs> I learned that that orange jacket don't mean everybody is just there as a worker. <laughs> that jacket was a special jacket that meant he doing community <laughs> service. My outfit was showing my crime. And if I saw anybody as happy as I was going in, because now I was on display, 
I was hiding from anybody that looked like they might know me. Because a lot of us, we would never want our crimes to be worn on as our outfits. I could imagine if people used to wear their crimes, what does adultery look like? It's like those parents whose kids lie and said, you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to put you on the corner of the block with a sign that says, I'm a liar. Them kids be like, imagine what does the outfit of bitterness, I'm mad at everybody for what they did to me, and I don't want to forgive them. And then God even adds to it, and you're dead wrong. They didn't do anything to you. You just tripping in your head. What does... I'm addicted. I don't really be checking in. What does that look like? I hate people. I'm a murderer in my mind. I'm jealous in my mind. I'm mad. I, I am mad at people's political views. I hate people. <laughs> Thank God that I'm not going to be wearing that on Sunday. Come on, somebody. You say, well, pastor, that's crazy. But then I thought about life. I thought about the brothers in prison who were forced to wear an outfit. Because when you go to prison, they get an outfit that becomes their identity. And as long as they are in prison, they have to wear it. You're a prisoner and this outfit shows that. And as long as you locked up, you got to keep that on and show your identity. What's my identity? I am a criminal. The only difference between a lot of us and them behind bars is that we never got caught. So we don't got to wear the outfit. But behind the Gucci and the Louis. And the Portabella. Portabella. <laughs> I went in Portabella the other day. I said, yo, when I went to Mars, I said, you got Portabella in the morning? They said, buy two suits, get, buy one suit, get two free. I said, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Portabella is a blessed place. I declare favor. <laughs> Behind all of the clothes. We're wearing a lot of things in this room. There's people in this room wearing hatred. You can't let go of a moment that happened in your life. No matter how hard you try, you are wearing it. There's people in this room wearing bitterness. There's people in this room wearing heartbreak 
That's why when we sing that song, it's hard for you to sing it because all you can see is sickness is your future and heartbreak is your home. And we are carrying these outfits. As I'm preaching this, I'm aware that there's people that might be sitting there. I'm good. Nothing's wrong with me. That's the big, you carrying the biggest lie. Pride. Because if there's nothing wrong with us, the cross was pointless. The broken people. When people join this church, one of the first things I tell them is, you love the church? Yeah, yeah, pastor, you off the chains. I said, I'm going to hurt you at some point. Not on purpose, but I am a human and I will fail you. I'm broken. I told my wife when we got married, you will hurt me if not. <laughs> There's going to be moments where we're going to fall short. Who in here never hurt anybody? I know we love the service where everybody preach about who hurt you. But if everybody's getting hurt, who's doing the hurting? That's the other church. This hurt assembly. They hurt her assembly. You think you ain't never hurt nobody? You think, you're, you, you, think you ain't got dirt in your life? You, you, you never looked at anybody with lust? You, you, you never... You never said a couple words that wasn't biblical? You never hated somebody? You never got jealous? You never lied to somebody? You never looked at them and lied like I am lying to him right now. I know, I know, we act, we, when it comes to us, we accidentally were forced to lie. But everybody else that lied to us, they liars. No, you a liar. You are the same reason they lied is the same reason you lied. And imagine every time you sin, you get an outfit. We'd be we'd be like New York in the 90s, bubble goosing up in here with sin. <laughs> we'd be like Wu Tang Clan up in here. Somebody. I promise you I'm going to get you out of here. I might not finish all these points. You don't mean that. <laughs> God dealt with your sins through what Jesus did. Not through what you're going to do. Because the struggle becomes, how do I get rid of this? We're not physically wearing it, but we've got the outfit on. How do I get rid of this? How do I? Oh, there's a good book. Ten Steps to Manage Your Anger. Why is this book so long? <laughs> How to develop patience. Yo, hurry up. How to love. How to love. Unconditional. Yo, man, I'm trying to love you, but you do this one more time. 
How to make money honestly. What you said? <laughs> you got a what? <laughs> Pretty simple, right? The problem is how to get rid of it, how to forgive. Nobody ain't going to be honest, but I'm sure there's people in this room that has been trying to figure that out for a while. Probably since sixth grade. You've been holding on to something a parent or somebody did, a family member. You've been holding on to something for three years now, four years. You, you, you've been wearing that outfit a long time. And we don't know how to take it off. And so we try on our own to get rid of it. Because coming to church and just simply trusting God is too easy. As a matter of fact, I challenge you, it's probably the hardest thing you will ever do. Because how come you could go every place else except to church? How come going to church feel like? church on zoom now and cats be at home with the link to their phone like do I really want to pray tonight it's too easy that cannot get rid of this that that, that can't that can't be but 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 then oh my gosh it's good Friday hallelujah I'm taken to a strange story in the book of numbers chapter 21 you got my scripture Hallelujah. If not, I got it. You got it? You don't got it. He's so into the message back there. Isn't he? <laughs> numbers 21, verse number 7. Hallelujah. This is what it says. The people came to Moses. How you get it when I start? You be playing with me, brother. You be playing with me. Amen. The people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. A couple of chapters before, what happened was they started on a murmuring journey. Why would God bring me here? It's best that he had left me there. My life was better there. I should have died there. He got me here. There's no chicken. There's no, no food. No nothing we want. And this bread, this is what they said. The bread that is coming from heaven is detestable. God said, you don't want me, I'll leave. And naturally what's in the desert shows up. The Bible says God sends snakes. Because when God gives you everything to eat... But you always want the one thing you can't eat. Somehow snakes always shows up. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, Vince then left the building. <laughs> snakes just suddenly show up. And they started biting him. And when that pressure hit. When pressure hit men, men find God quick. I remember March 8th when they said the world is shutting down. 
there's a virus killing people. And Facebook became the death announcement. This one died. That one died. And cats was dressed with their face. They wasn't going nowhere. And there was a pandemic. And we didn't know if we were going to live or die. Church was hacked online. We, the stats came back for that first week after the pandemic. And church streams was more than NFL NBA, the church had the most views. Because when people realize that they're not in control, they run to God. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't, don't wait until the snakes show up then to run to God. And so, so, so the snake is biting them, they dying. And the people came to Moses and said, we sinned. We spoke against the Lord and against, and against, hmm, should I, at that moment, take a second to tell you, watch how you talk about the men and women of God. I being one of them. I'm talking about herder assembly. Because herding assembly don't do the herding. Amen. Somebody said, we sinned when we spoke against God and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So look who goes to pray for them. Thank God I ain't Moses. I'd be like, Lord, I need about five more people to die before I need him to die. I opportunity to kill everybody. <laughs> Pray for me. Y'all want to go home. I got it. So, so Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, strange. Seems like God is breaking his own rule. Because it's the same God that says, don't make any graven images. But he goes to Moses and says, make a snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. And Moses made a bronze snake. Can I preach a little bit here? Y'all with me, y'all with me. It's strange because, because the thing that is killing me is the, the snake. And God says, take the very thing that is killing them. And I want you to make it out of bronze, which means you don't just take bronze and bronze turns into a snake. That means he's got to put it through fire. Then he's got to pound it. And beat it into shape. But nevertheless, it's still a snake. The venom. The very thing that is venomous is what he is beating and pounding into shape. 
And he says, put it on a pole and lift it up. And whenever they are bitten, let them look at the bronze snake. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake and look at the bronze snake, they lived. Bitten. Venom got me. And as they dying, all they had to do to live was look towards the bronze snake. And the venom died. Venom looking at venom. Many people know John chapter 16, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so that he, that whosoever should not but have, I bet you don't know John 3, 14 and 15. Put up John 3, 14. Tell me like I don't. What comes before those famous scriptures? Can you believe this? Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the so must the Son of Man be lifted up that everyone who believes I'm bitten by this venom called sin. But if I could believe, but he ain't a snake. Well, I can see he was beaten like the bronze was beaten, but he still ain't a snake. As a matter of fact, he's an innocent man. And he's innocent. And as he's going to the cross, people are mocking him. Let me tell you something. Some people are looking at him and they will never benefit until they benefit. What does that mean? They don't know that his death is their benefit. They want him to come down from the cross first. When he does something that can benefit them right away, then they'll believe him. And so they will never benefit until they benefit some people will never lose weight because when you go to the gym and you don't lose weight right away, you stop. So you will never benefit until you benefit. You get it? And then others are mocking him. Listen to me. Be careful because the truth that you mock will either heal you at some point or haunt you. And the Bible says he's going to the cross. And as he's going to the cross begun to drive the nails in his hands <laughs> and as they put the nails in his hands he's on the ground and the Bible says that they lifted him up that's the mistake the enemy made you should have kept him on the ground because he said if I be lifted up ah hallelujah I'll draw all men he's on the cross he says the strangest words ever my God my God why have you this is Jesus talking this is Jesus saying to the father 
that the Father has forsaken him. This is Jesus on the cross screaming out, Eli, Eli, lama sabataniya, my God, why have you forsaken? God has forsaken Jesus, the Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason, and I give you a scripture tonight. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, and this is why it don't make sense to me, right? Because all throughout the Bible, the Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Grab 2 Corinthians 5.21. Don't put it up yet. All throughout the Bible, the Bible says, God will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says that Israel is my son. So tell Pharaoh, if he touch my firstborn, I'm going to touch his. All throughout the Bible, God says his people are his children. They are his son, his first son. This is what the Bible says. And you read it. Look, throughout the Bible, I'll tell you scriptures. Look, in the book of, you don't got to turn to it, right? But in the, in, 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 in the book of Exodus 4.22, he says to him that that. Israel is my firstborn. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In Genesis 28, 15, he tells jo uh, uh, Jacob, I won't leave you nor forsake you. He tells Joshua in Joshua 1, 9, I've, I will not leave you nor forsake you. In, in Chronicles, he tells Solomon, I will not leave you nor forsake you. You get to the New Testament, he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you in the book of Hebrews. But Jesus said, so how could you not leave and forsake? But he's being forsaken. Because in that minute, the lamb put up the Corinthians. God made him who had no sin. The wages of sin is why is Jesus dying? But not his. The venom in the people was now going into Jesus. And every sin that you and I had ever committed, he became. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Here's my last point. Here's the point I'm trying to make to you today. Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that you will never have to say it. 
And that's how the Bible can make you a promise from Genesis to Revelation. I will never leave you nor forsake you and still keep it. Even though he should forsake you because of your sins. He took that sin. And if you can look to the cross tonight. All your sins will be forgiven. Listen to me. This is about eternal life. Can I say this to somebody in this room before you go? Listen to me. Jesus traded his righteousness for your sins. If you say yes to Christ, this earth will be the closest you ever get to hell. Who am I talking to in this house? But if you say no to him, then this earth will be the only thing close you ever get to heaven. And I don't know about you tonight. Yeah, I got problems. I can hand them out. Yeah, I got things I'm going to worry about tomorrow. Yeah, in this world, Jesus said you're going to have trouble. But he said, take heart for I've overcome the world. What are you saying to me, pastor? That with all the venom that this world inflicts in me, all I got to do is keep on believing in what he did on that cross. And I will have life everlasting. I don't know who I'm talking to in this place, but you don't got to wear that outfit anymore. No, 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 no. You don't understand because as I'm saying that, you, you, some of you are saying, I don't got to wear it no more, but you button it up tighter. You don't have to wear it anymore. If you believe that he that the sun set free is free indeed, you could walk out of that prison of bitterness. You could walk out of that addiction. You could walk out of hatred. You could walk out of that anxiety in the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Life can be transformed today. You don't got to live like that anymore. You don't got to worry anymore. There is peace. All you got to do is look to the cross, but it's too easy, Pastor. So I won't do it. If you are in this room tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to trade whatever it is you're struggling with, with Jesus. Bow your heads and close your eyes in this room. Hang with me for a little bit. It's Friday night. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. When you came in, I believe the ushers probably, did you guys give out those post-its? I want y'all to go around. The ushers are going to bring some post-its to you, some pens and some things. And as they come around and they give them out, move fast, ushers, move fast, move fast. I want you tonight to write down the thing that you want to trade with God tonight. Don't put your name on it. Hide it if you want. Don't let nobody see it. I want you to write down the things. Tonight you saying, God, I want to trade this 
There might be an outfit you've been wearing too long. And it's time to take it off. It's time to let that garment go. I want you to take these post-its and I want you to begin to write. Hallelujah. Those watching online, you could probably take a pen and paper and begin to write some things down you want God to take from you. If I were writing tonight, one of my things would be anxiety. God, I worry more than I trust. I need that to go. If I were writing tonight, I would say, God, take my pride. Because when people do me wrong, and it's time to mend it, sometimes I hold on to the grudge a little bit longer than I should. Help me with my pride. There might be somebody in here, you walked out on your family. Your kids never knew you as a parent properly. you regret that tonight I want y'all to make this real personal you might be saying and I want even those that are volunteering to I want y'all to write because I'm going to pray in a minute you might be saying I'm holding on to hatred Somebody is asking me to forgive them, but I will not let it go. I cannot let it go. You might be addicted tonight. Only you know about it. You don't got to say what it is. Just write, I need help. I want you to write. And as you write and you see the brokenness, I want you to know that that's the venom of sin that has inflicted all of us. God, help me. Help me for every time I fail as a father. Those times I fail that I still carry. God, help me for every time I fail as a pastor. Those moments I wish I could get back. I try to do it. But there's nothing that I can do that will cause you, Father Lord Jesus, to forgive me because I've done something. You've done it on the cross already. Come on, somebody. Whatever it is you're wrestling with, you to write it. God, I walked away from you. God, I did so many things. What we going to do here, Vince, I'm going to ask you to come move this. Hallelujah. 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 Move this for me, Vince. name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you didn't get a post-it and you want one, just raise your hand. Somebody will come get one to you. Hallelujah. I want to really, I want you to really think about the things that you know. God, I need to trade this. I need to let this go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bow, every eyes closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe Sister Sherry asked you to get something ready for me at the end. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you. I want you to stand to your feet with whatever you wrote. Hold it in your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Symbolically tonight, there's no power in the actual action, but symbolically, what I want you to do is I want you to leave your seat. I want you to come and I want you to leave every piece of paper right in front of this cross. And I'm going to pray that God take everything that you're struggling with tonight. Leave your seat and just come drop it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 God, you see everything that we wrestle with, God. God, you see everything that we wrestle with, God. You see it in the name of Jesus. You see it in the name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, hallelujah, 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 let's all stand, remain standing, hallelujah, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, yes, bring it, bring, bring whatever it is. Hallelujah, I want you to stretch forth your hands tonight, hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus, God, I will not read any of this. Nobody in this building will read any of this. The only one that will read this and is privy to this is you, oh God. 
You see every struggle that is written here, God. You see, Lord Jesus, probably heartbreak. You see, God, Lord Jesus, probably loneliness. You see, God, probably, Lord, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. You see depression. You see the strongholds of sin. You see addiction. You see anger. You see bitterness. You see pride. You see ego. You see failures. You see failures. You see regrets. You see things, God, Lord Jesus, that we're asking you to make new. Father, I stand as Moses did. And I say, oh God, remove every venom in the name of Jesus from the lives of your people. God, by what you did on the cross, I pray that you who became sin so that, God, we won't have to, God, live from the consequences of it, would deliver your people, that they would be free in their mind, free in their bodies, God, free, Lord Jesus, in their thinking, free from strongholds. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, every drop of blood that you shed, Father, Lord God, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We don't have to carry this anymore. When we walk out of this room, we can let go and let God. I pray against addictions. I pray against strongholds. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, every failure. Every failure, every failure, every lie from the devil, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. As we get ready to go into communion, here's the beauty. What you don't know is symbolically you just didn't take off an outfit. The story didn't stop there. You know, in my crazy head I could see as you were walking away you didn't know it. The father kept putting on a new outfit on you. It's called a robe of righteousness. And he is wearing your sin. And God is taking his robe of righteousness. It's no wonder Jacob gave Joseph. My Easter outfit might be a t-shirt, might be some jeans. But there's another outfit I'm walking in this room with on Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to carry. I didn't get the right mind, but Lord, you know mine. And Lord, this Good Friday, I ain't carrying nothing no more. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that this is broken by the power of the cross. I wish somebody would reach out in faith right now and get your deliverance. Get your freedom. Get your freedom in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As we come around the Lord's table, hallelujah, the Bible says, came around his disciples and as he had the last supper he said one day we will do this together again in a new Jerusalem we're going to eat tonight with faith in our hearts but if you eat and you don't believe in Jesus you're in a dangerous place but if you believe to life everlasting if you know how, how spiritual this moment is this is the one thing the master told us his disciples that we can physically do and partake in his body this good Friday let's remember that he was wounded for my transgressions bruised for my iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray but the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Say that again. What can wash away my sins? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me?
my blood that was shed for you. Read the book of Hebrews, what Jesus did with his blood. He took that blood that was shed into the tabernacle that is in heaven and presented it on the spiritual altar. Once and for all, it is finished. Nothing that ever comes up again. Don't worry about all this stuff that's happening in the world. All this crazy stuff that you see happening in the world. It is finished. There's a God who is coming back someday. Let's drink with faith in our hearts. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, lift your hands to heaven. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away?
reaches to the highest
Every person watching that's struggling with cancer in the name of Jesus. Every loved one that's in a hospital bed in the name of Jesus. In the name, delivered healing. Healing in your body right now. Healing in your body right now. Healing every organ, every ligament, every part of your body. Function again in the name of Jesus. You will not die but live. I will not leave you nor forsake you. The Lord will fight for you. He was forsaken so that you will never have to say those words. I will go with you. Yea, though I walk with you in the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. But thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. And I will dwell, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Give God a tremendous round of applause tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you all for staying with us on this Friday night. It is Good Friday, and we get to worship our Lord tonight. I have no regrets about that, and I pray you were blessed. I want to thank you for coming. I want to remind you Sunday to come. Bring a friend. Bring somebody. Tell them you got to come to church. God is doing something awesome in our church, and I can't. Every week I come here, I'm just blown away by his power and his presence in the building. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to help us continue to grow. If you're here in the building tonight, we've got a building fund I want to remind you of. Amen. Somebody say, well, when you talk about that stuff, you switch the spirit. No, I don't. This is another chance for you to worship God. If you want to have an impact on society, he's left the body. And the body, we're going to continue to grow. And as we grow, we want to have an impact on society. And our church, we're, we're outgrowing our space. There's so many other things we want to do, so many other facilities that we want so that we could do much more. Just go to our website, churchcityusa.com. Click on the link. It says building fund. And as you go there, amen, and you click the building fund tag, it shows you all these envelopes. They go from one to a thousand. And all you got to do is pick an envelope that you're comfortable giving. We, we're not going to tell you the amount to give. And you just donate, and it helps us get to our goal. We're trying to raise close to half of a million dollars. Will you help us? Will you consider partnering with us? Will you say, I'm going to go above and beyond? And I know you can take small amounts, but I want to challenge you to try to go bigger. Tonight, I want to collect up an offering, a Good Friday offering. We never tell you what to give. We are tithing church. But if you want to sow into the house tonight, we want to invite you to do so. All of the ways digitally that you 
want to give, they're on the screen. So if you're doing that, you can go right ahead and do that now. If you're somebody who gives conventionally, just slip your hands in the air and the ushers will come around and they will give you a tithe envelope. While they do that, is there anybody in our building that walked in for the first time? No, everybody back. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. No first timers. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you all came back. Give yourselves a round of applause. I can't see nothing from up here. I be looking. I'm like, so I hope I didn't miss any hands. These lights are beaming in my eyes. So which kind of helped me because I don't know who's what. I just be preaching up here. Amen. But God bless you tonight. Amen. Thank you all for coming out tonight. If you have an offering or something you want to give to the Lord, stand at this time and we're going to pray over your offering and we're going to dismiss in prayer. Amen. But stand to your feet. Hallelujah. If you need a tithe envelope, slip your hands up. The ushers are still coming around. They're coming around. Amen. And come back on Sunday. Amen. Come on, somebody come back on Sunday. Hallelujah, 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 amen. God is good, amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is good, God is good, God is good, God is good. Good to see each and every one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Turn to a neighbor, smile with them, tell them it's good to see you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Pastor Rich and Sister Sherry and all the leaders, we love you. Amen. We love you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Is that Sister Bibi I see? Amen. Let's welcome Sister Bibi tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Anybody else here who ain't been here for a long time? I can't see, but if you're here, it's good to see you. Amen. If you, if you ain't been here in a long time, then stop not being here in a long time. Start coming shorter times. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your offering, I believe the ushers are going to come around this time. They're going to collect whatever it is you're going to give. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that is about to sow or have sown into the ministry here today. I pray that you'd continue to bless them. God, I also thank you for tonight's service and the way you've moved. Lord, when we leave this place, let's go home and remember that you have covered our sins. Nevermore, Father, Lord, to ever, ever, Lord Jesus, that we ever have to hold on to them. You've clothed us with your righteousness, and we praise you for that. As we leave this building, God, we know, like my son Silas said, Friday was sad, but Sunday is glad. We're coming back Sunday, Father, to turn up in this house. Because our Savior is risen and the devil is defeated. Take us home safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the midst of crisis, we are focused on who Christ is. Vince. Hallelujah. God